Hello there. Hey, Reed. Hey, how are you going today? Ah, uh, very well. All the better to be joined by you, of course. Makes me yeah. I'm glad to be on. Uh, you know, kind of on the flip side. It's <laughs> not often I get a I get to be the guest on a stream versus the host. So it's like, hey, this is this is nice. I get to like just I get to get to sit back and just relax a little bit. I don't have to like manage any of the controls. So yeah. exactly. If anything goes wrong, you can just uh, you know just leave me to sort it out. All that kind of stuff. You can. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Usually, exactly, I'm, yeah. I'm used to saying sit back, relax, and enjoy the flight from my days of being a flight attendant, but no longer. This is uh, where we are. So, um, mate, would you like to do a bit of an intro about yourself? Tell the people out there who you are and what makes you happy, and then we can get going. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Reed Havens. Uh, I already recognized Donald and a few other people in the chat uh, saying hello. So, uh, good to see you on the uh, on another channel for this. But I've been doing Power BI stuff for you know essentially since its iteration about eight years ago. Been in the mm -hmm. BI space for nearly a decade. Uh, been gracious enough just to be awarded my fifth chip this year for the MVP uh, stack. So, congratulations, uh, man! Now, thank you. Yeah, um, half a decade managed through that. Um, I still haven't got an MVP jacket yet, which I've keep trying to bug the like guys come on five years in can i okay. i want the swag i want to be able to wear this at a conference so <laughs> hopefully i'm getting that sometime soon uh but yeah i uh, just love visual design and aesthetics i think that's what a lot of my stuff on my youtube channel is um absolutely Evans consulting for youtube it just cool tips and tricks and everything related to that and it was gracious Very enough cool. to uh, be able to have you on earlier this year as well to show a lot of cool stuff with uh, reporting yeah. and uh some fun things with bookmarking and everything else which was a, mm. a great stream as well Thank you. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I have to say, it's an interesting thing. I mean, I haven't done many, you know, oh, my camera's going stranger. Oh, yeah, I've, I've, I've had that. You know, I get the exact same thing. You um, Do you have the Elgato, like, HD capture as well? Yeah, the 4K. That, this, that. So that's the exact same. So exactly. If it gets glitchy, you just flip the camera on and off and it fixes it. But every once in a while, it gets that weird stutters. That's funny. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a hardware issue, clearly, if we have the ex exact same thing. Yeah, I, I love the fact that you just knew what it was straight away. You've done so many streams <laughs> yourself. You're like, I yep. know this issue. <laughs> mm -hmm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> we try like, turning gonna... it on and off again. Yeah, we, we, we're going to troubleshoot together. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is great. We got, we got two tech experts now on the call. Yeah, well, I wouldn't call myself an expert. I, I think on, on one occasion, I just completely booted myself off and I couldn't get back into my own chat, which is a really strong moment for me. Um, but yeah, you kind of uh, the whole learn by doing thing, right? Exactly. Uh, what is Donald's? I feel more British having watched three seasons of Broadchurch in the past. This is a really interesting thing. So by the way, we might not get talking about Power BI for a good few minutes, but we'll get there, I promise, right? Um, I was wondering today about watching US TV and watching British TV. And I was wondering, do you think British people know a lot more about US words and culture and stuff? because of watching so much US TV. Like, I realized there are things that I have never seen. Or come, like, for example, I learned that it's not called Chipotle, it's called Chipotle or something, I'm not sure. Uh, ch Chipotle, yeah. Yeah, Chipotle, Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's all these really, like, things yeah. that you hit, kind of say, like, what is that? And then I learned what a Taco Bell was because of the film Demolition Man back, back in the day, which was a cool oh. film, by the way. Have you been to Taco Bell? It's like, I, yeah, I have been to, Taco Bell, like that. Yeah, that's also one of my favorite sci-fi movies from the '90s. It's absolutely amazing. Isn't it a brilliant film? Enhance your calm. Yeah. 
Enhance your calm. Enhance your calm. And what is your boggle? That kind of stuff. Oh man, that is a yep. quality film. And you gotta gotta learn how to use the seashells. Still do not use those three seashells. <laughs> I, you know, if I have enough, like, um, I'll I'll say the, the the YouTube play way, like enough screw around money, uh, as uh, they'll politely say that. Uh, I would love to actually have a house someday that has those built in, just for a real deep reach. Uh, for like that one, like the the friends who come over, like I know exactly what that reference is, and I applaud you for that, sir. Yeah. That would be a cool thing to have actually just sitting there by the side of your bathroom. Right? Oh, and there's a fancy yeah. Japanese toilet sitting in there with the next to the <laughs> seashells. Yeah. Yep. Taco Bell. I, I, I was saying that Taco Bell's bad. Is that, is that what's happening right now? I've, I've no experience, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's uh, it, it's not good, but it's not bad. But it's what you appreciate. When, let's just say if, you're, if you've been up all night and you're, at, you're still awake at 3 a.m. with your friends, that's when you usually want a Taco Bell. I was just about, it's basically, it's hangover food is what you're saying. It's just basically yeah, like, I mean, the, that was their food. actual full marketing campaign. For a long oh, time, yeah. they, they described themselves as the fourth meal. Like, we, we're, we're the fourth meal of the day. Like, that was an, an actual marketing campaign, because, like, we know what time you guys come to us. We're, we're just going to lean in on this. We're doubling down. Love it. That's fantastic. Yeah. I remember when I was in, uh, in Australia, actually, I, I discovered, I think it was the first time I ever ate at a Nando's. I don't really eat out very often like at you know fast food places and i got home from where i'd been and i was less sober than usual shall we say and um there was like a mcdonald's here and a nando's there and i walked into the nando's purely because i just didn't recognize the fact there was two different doors and that was my first experience eating nando's and it was a lot spicier than i was expecting because i was expecting mcdonald's so there you go anyway that's just some random chat about uh places to eat when you're out in the US or Australia, of course. But yeah, it's, um, my, my point was basically that I was thinking about, okay, for example, like, like TV shows were kind of seen so much stuff about the, you know, based on the US, like, you know, where things are or what things are called or just in popular culture. And I was thinking, I wonder if that works both ways. I mean, how often do you reference British popular culture in US TV shows or whatever? I don't know. I, I do. I mean, there's certainly a lot more U.S. production than British, but like there, like, you know, you have some of those iconic things that are continuously coming out of there. You know, especially any of the BBC stuff, like uh, you know, Downton Abbey obviously is big. Uh, Christchurch, you have uh, Doctor Who. Um, any of the spinoffs uh, from nice. Doctor Who. Uh, Sherlock is is another really good one. Uh, the uh, Brigginton, which is like you know Netflix. Uh, yeah. They're they trying to they're they're trying to go off of the like people really like Victorian period shows, so we gotta make more <laughs> of these with very attractive people who just get it on. Like apparently that's that, that's a that's a the genre now. It's attractive people, um, yeah. you know, uh, making love in Victorian periods. That that's an entire subgenre at this point. Yeah, it's kind of like the um, young adult literature, but like Netflix version, whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but yeah. Anyway, sorry. Mate. So back to Power BI. We're here to talk about Power BI, right? I think a little bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so you, uh, yeah, actually, you, the, the first thing that we kind of mentioned was you're you obviously hosting a lot of things yourself, and I, I did yours a couple of months ago, and I did whole bookmarks and, and and what have you buttons, and it was an interesting thing because I haven't done that many outside of my own stuff. I've done like one or two user groups, and. Um, I felt, oh, you're so good at writing in the chat, mate. That's something that I haven't mastered yet. Um, when I did it, I have to be honest, and I'm not saying this for any other reason, I felt like it went horribly because I constantly, when I do stuff, I constantly kind of like judge myself as I'm doing it. I'm like, oh my God, I clicked on this button. I should have clicked on this button and what have you. 
And I didn't check like any LinkedIn or, or Twitter for a good while afterwards because I just didn't feel like it went well at all. But the first um, LinkedIn message I got afterwards was from some person, I forget who it was now, saying, oh, I really enjoyed it. Thanks very much. It was a really good show. And I was like, oh, thank you. That makes me feel so much better. <laughs> The amount of self-doubt that one can feel or how, the jar, how harsh you can be when you judge yourself is truly oh, yeah. a brutal thing. The, what's the, you know, we, we are our own worst critic, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a, a, a great like, analogous story to that. I mean, the, I, I've taught for quite a few years now at a, at a couple different universities. And the very mm. first time I, I ever instructed, I had a similar feeling to what you said. Like, you're... Mm. It's a lot of like tripping over yourself and then it's, it's almost like you're just darn it like i oh, i just i flubbed that okay i clicked in the wrong spot uh i basically i went in studying uh my butt off and trying to prepare for it mm. i'm pretty sure i sweated like a gallon through the entire thing uh and come home just thinking man that must have sucked people probably thought i was terrible uh and i got mm. i got the evaluations back and apparently every like they were all fours and fives people love the content they they liked my enthusiasm like oh wow, really, like, most of those voices that I had in my head were all just me. Like, it, mm. it was, it, it's really not nearly as bad as you think it is. But, like, that, that was a nice reassurance, similar to your LinkedIn message, where it's afterwards where you get a few of those, like, mm. positive comments, like, okay, th th this, mm. is, this is encouragement. It, it's, it's helping me to, like, you know, with any, anybody who has stage fright, you ignore those voices that, that, uh, that are, like, too self-critiquing, and you learn after a while, like, it's okay to stumble through and be natural. It doesn't have to be scripted mm. and... Either, either way, it's I would say it's more enjoyable to watch someone just going off the cup and like, oh, like darn, you know what? That's right. I was actually supposed to go over here, so we're gonna we're gonna uh, journey to this other spot. Like if you just mm. go with it and play with it, it's you know you're just hanging out. And um, I, I outside of recorded videos, which there is a bit more of that like polished speaking style that you want. Yeah, yeah, of course. Things that are off the cup, it's you know it's just like talking to someone at a over a dinner table or something. Is as I like to think about it. it this isn't mm. a, a poised production, and those are boring anyways. If you, if you remove all that personality and you're just yeah. you know, speaking from script, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, you also, when you present these things, people you pre present to, or when you show things, people are used to things, you know, not people are not, there's no expectation that things are going to be perfect because they've seen mm -hmm. the, the errors pop up. I mean, for me, when also when I started like, getting into Deneb and stuff and using and obviously yeah. Vega yeah. Light. I mean, that was rough because to live type code is something I've never done before. And I'm like, in your like, oh, I've missed a bracket. This will take half an hour. And you got yep. to be like, okay, can I find exactly where this is? And it's just really getting used to. And I think that's a, a, for me, a, maybe a lot to do with the, um, the industry itself is just getting used to errors and errors are okay. I saw, um, I don't know, it was like a cartoon or some kind of joke thing on Twitter or whatever. And it was like the difference between like a senior and, and, a, and a junior. And the junior sitting on his desk, like all like nervous. It's like, oh my God, I can't believe I made a mistake. I hope no one finds out. And the senior is more like pointing at his screen and laughing, saying, hey, everyone, come and look at the stupid mistake that I made. Um, that level of comfort being comfortable with your own own errors or understanding that the, there's, there's no way you can know everything that you need to know at any given point is, I think, a quite an important part of development as well, you know? I agree. And kind of two, two things to that, because you, you made a comment on um, both uh, being comfortable with, I think, be needing to fix things, uh, with, mm. uh, but also just typing code specifically. And mm. uh, Daniel Marsh Patrick, I forget the name of the tool, but I would 
highly recommend pinging him about this. Maybe I mentioned it during our live stream, but he has a, a tool that does macros. So he, he has a bunch of things to his stream deck where he has a folder with each button. So like that body of code that, that actually has the, the type and the carriage return. So let's say he's, he needs to type out eight lines. Um, yeah. He just basically clicks his mouse into there, clicks the button, and it just very quickly prints it out. So like mm. all the, the need to, uh, it, it looks better than, than copying and pasting because it does mm. actually type it out, but it does it at very fast speed and it, it's perfect because he did that on a stream like, how did you type so fast and so perfectly? Yeah. Like, oh no, no, I, I was not typing that. That's a tool that I use. Like, all right, that's yeah. brilliant. I don't do that much coding, so I don't, I probably won't use it much, but for people who do that, that's a great way to remove uh, remove the stress uh, and also not having to have like a word doc up where you have to select and copy and paste. So I that love that. True. Yeah, I, and then- I, I think, go it, ahead. sorry, please continue. No, just the only other thing I do is like, my favorite thing if I'm ever presenting or teaching is if I get to learn something. So anytime that actually mm. someone like, I used to get stressed. If someone would point out to me a better way to like do something, mm. I'd almost feel a bit of like initially years ago, there's a slight mm. amount of shame of like, oh, I should have known the best approach. I get excited now. Like, that's mm. awesome. You just taught me something. And that made my day because I now get to know how to do something better than it was. So thank you so much for showing me how to do like this, this hidden button that I did mm. not know was a feature update. So like that. Yeah. That gets me one of the most excited of any time because I get to take away a new. Uh, cool. And it, I, I think it's a way to encourage them to also please, absolutely. If you yeah. you have a suggestion or you know an alternative or something, let the the room know it. There's somebody who might learn from that. This absolutely, I I mean, completely agree. This for me, like really, the only attitude to have. Anything else is just gonna you know hold yourself and, and other people back. And it's about you know sharing ideas is also like a, a huge thing. I um the first really the very first environment that I worked with Power BI, I thought sometimes there was this issue that everyone was kind of fighting to be like the best, um, which in some regards is, is fine. Wanting to be, you know, the best is, it, there's nothing wrong to ha having that attitude as long as you approach it in like a healthy way, you know? And I think it, it was the opposite of what you just described. Really, quite often people were not wanting to, to, to come in and share ideas because either they were scared that the that idea wasn't the best, or if it was, they didn't want other people to know it, which is just makes projects or anything, the development um, very slow, you know, because basically if you have an, an idea, you should share yep. it in case it is a great idea. And um, also you never, you're never going to know if it's a good idea unless, unless you share it, you know, so you're holding back your own development and, and the team itself or a department or whatever. Agree. Pokemon theme. I want to be the very best. Very that's true. the uh, I, I hope it at least one person is it remembers the the other theme song to the tv show from back in the day yeah you know what the stupid thing is i it's not the fact that i can remember it because back when i was so i'm like 39 back when i was a kid i kind of just missed the pokemon phase okay or, however my kids now love it love pokemon so I, I this is this is my life now. I still can't believe it is um, managed to because almost everything is is a fad. Like I mean, mm. like earlier back then that there was Pogs uh, and like there was like there there's there were so many things that were popular, but they they have a spike for a year or two and they just they poof they disappear because yeah. that's just how fads work. Mm. Nintendo has found a magic like marketing touch with Pokemon. Like I, I played the heck out of the first two games. Like I, I collected all 150 on my Game Boy back in like 97, mm. was obsessed with it, yeah. traded it with my friend. It was super fun. And then I just like, the second one came out like, 
All right, so this is the same thing, both more Pokemon. And then with I get no, I'm done. I just I don't need to do this again. I have other video games I can play. But it it is their number like they make more money off of their Pokemon franchise than the entire rest of their business combined. Nintendo's number one bankroller in the billions, tens of billions of dollars a year is, is Pokemon merchandise and franchising and everything involved wow. in it. It's insane how it much money they make. Yeah. That is very strange because you're right i mean it's exactly what you say if, if yep. it's like there's this program on netflix called the toys that made us or something if you That's think a about a great show it is a great show i love yeah. that very much um some great days watching that with a bit of nostalgia you know um but if you think about all the toys that they mentioned on this show and they were all huge the ones that really exist now are very i mean maybe he-man kind of kind of bit of a resurgence yeah. recently but other than that like consistent exactly my kids my kids spend a lot of money on on pokemon from donnelly um yeah i've had i mean Especially my kids cards. yeah the cards i mean, i've you know my kids aren't old enough to have well they kind of have a bit of their money pocket money and, and whatnot but you know we have to be really careful because i mean it, it, probably they make moment so much because you can spend so much on it i mean my daughter, she got some, she finished her second school year. So we bought her like a present and we got like a, a Pokemon board game. And now she's playing a Pokemon board game that I also don't understand because it's, I don't understand. I mean, the fact that it's also in German doesn't help as well. So I'm like <laughs> Pokemon and I, I don't know what Pokemon and then I'm reading it and it's like, what's this? Like, what's the strengths of these? And then of course they're German words that I've never even encountered before in my entire life because they're pretty niche German words, right? And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Ah, uh, they're fun. <clears throat> they're they're all owned actually. Like there was a, a one last digression on this. Um, they're uh, Wizards of the Coast, based out of Seattle. Like the, mm. they're the people who created like Magic the Gathering, which is also a massive bankroller worldwide. Uh, but they're they're the ones who make the card game. Um, oh, okay. They're now and I think by like Mattel, larger like toy company. But essentially, they've they've created a perfect formula where like you create artificial scarcity through like releasing new sets of cards. Mm retiring old ones certain cards can be used in tournaments nowadays they have all those unboxings online to find those like really rare like eighty thousand dollar value pokemon cards and stuff but through this this basically art artificial uh, value that they, they have hmm. basically dialed the psychology in perfectly to create the need to keep buying because they hmm. keep cycling out old cards cycling in new adding you know new things to do and attacks and all that and basically it's a perpetual machine that can just keep churning out money and they they make so much yeah, it's I also sounds... played Magic as a kid, and now it's like ah, I think really the cool. average the average deck. Uh, talking to some friends who still play it, I think it's like seven to eight hundred dollars for like a tournament ready deck. If you actually need cards in there, it's just it's insanely expensive. <laughs> wow. So much money, yeah, and like, and they also make billions of dollars a year on Magic the Gathering. They, uh, they are even today after like twenty, nearly thirty years, they are more profitable this year, year over year, than they've ever been. They keep growing in how much money they can make off of it. It's like they've somehow created their own version of capitalism within capital within capitalism, you yeah. know? It's, it's... But yeah, they, they have they they have managed to prevent um atrophy from a trend. Like they, they can mm. uh, for, uh and from any bubbles. Like they, they have somehow kept themselves out of it and they're they're probably the exception to the rule of any fads that normally otherwise disappear after a couple of years for toys yeah. or any other purchasable merchandise. Uh it's yeah. it's impressive. Like the I'm assuming the the, the the psychology that went into how do we manufacture a, a, a need and a, you know a want for our product, and also you think about it, from what I can see, you know, my kids playing stuff and all their friends, it's a very it's one of the games that has been very not split by gender, right? It's just Pokemon. Yeah, 
It's all Pokemon. There, there's, yeah, boys there's definitely play, cute Pokemon play. and like guys. Like it's almost like girls and guys toys. There, there's animals that are very much like yeah. you know okay. certain certain types of people would, would go towards each. So I, I think that helps is when you have a mm. variety of creatures like that. Mm. There is you know there's the aggressive and cute and cuddly and like wh- whomever wants to go to one or the other. I think that that variety lets people have the plushies mm. and the favorite Pokemon that that fit their personality, right? Yeah, yeah. And I can tell you this as well. If you have a three D printer, which I do, the kids <laughs> love it if you print them a Pokemon. And then oh, sometimes God, they, like yeah. the, they, like, they like it too much. And then basically, basically every child who lives on my street has like an Onyx, which is like some kind of snake Pokemon. And I've printed, honestly, I've printed like 13 of these things. And each one takes like seven hours to print. It's like, oh my God, please, please stop. <laughs> like it's that, so. pretty great that you, can, uh, that you can print those out though. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, someday I want to get one, but I, I, need, I want one that can print a lot of different materials. So I, I, and I think yeah, the ones okay. that I, I want is probably a couple grand so i it's it's one of those like at someday I'll, i will bite the bullet but I, yeah. I need to wait until that like perfect one comes out that uh, allows me to do enough that like all right this is the one that i want to get <laughs> yeah that makes sense i went i went in low i was like okay a few hundred bucks that'll do and i'll see see if i can make it work and i could anyway anyway i love all this digressing on the round topics this, <laughs> right? is, this yeah. is exactly where my way to converse you know um, I'll try and bring back a little bit of Power BI. I'll try, and then we'll probably go into something like even more random than Pokemon. There are some pretty cool Pokemon Power BI reports that I've seen built out there, where you yes. can click a name from a list. It shows the image. It shows their stats. It shows that is true. Um, I always forget what's what's the the radial circle that that has the little um. It shows you how in or out like certain attributes are. Um, I. I've never actually used one, but I've seen it a lot. But but you know what I mean. Like it, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. an overall. It's a zero to ten from any spot, and it's it's like a line chart that goes in and out on each side, depending Is on. Is it a sun on, something? Yeah, something like that. But they had one of those in there based off yeah, of yeah. like their their sensitivity to certain attributes and like how how strong or weak they are against fire, water, and this. But it was a really cool just hmm. dashboard uh, that they they built off of uh, being able to select any of the original 150 Pokemon and then their hmm. attributes related to it. That's very cool. I wouldn't mind getting myself that uh, that data set and me kicking around somewhere. It'd be quite fun because it's very, very for me, a nice relief or a whatever some other better word to be able to step back and use some kind of like non financial data. You know, uh, this exactly. struggle to find a, a decent data set. There are a couple of tools out there that that give you um, kind of a, a data set, and I think I saw one just today. I forget by whom. Um, on, on LinkedIn. Um, but yes, to have a, a good day, especially for training, I like to use random data sets during training. Um, some people want me to use financial data or company data, but I'm like, no, can we just do something different? Such as my my refusal to make a Corona dashboard is another um, of those situations. Oh yeah, they, I mean, those were one of those where everybody's hopping on the uh, the bandwagon and then it's just like, all right, okay, there's this is the 300th dashboard we've seen. <clears throat> we know you're, you're trying to ride the trend, like it, let's yeah. go do something somewhere else please a little bit yeah i tell you what's interesting about trends and i at this i suppose this is true of all trends in general but sticking topic certain things just for me sometimes just appear out of nowhere and like we're talking about this now and the strangest one that's come up is waffle charts i've seen waffle charts everywhere recently on on twitter really? on linkedin oh well, i've created a waffle chart using this method i've created a waffle chart and i'm like i have never seen a waffle chart used in a report for a long time and then i see them everywhere have you seen this or is it just me yeah, noticing I, them more I, I've, I've seen a few of them i mean it in general when it reminds me a bit of an infographic those things where you, you basically have a shape 
to represent uh, a bucket or a, yeah. a, an amount, and then they're usually either fully or partially filled. Um, right. So that you know, and they're often in one of those things where it's like a tall, you know, graphic that has a whole yeah. bunch of different visuals. Uh, so I, yeah, I've seen them used on and off over the years. Uh, I generally like it when it's the only time that uh, I would say I've seen them used most often is like zero to a hundred things that are like filling mm. up meters or something else where you're, uh, or just a, you know, like a yes, no answer or. It, it's kind of a nice variation of maybe like a pie chart or something like that as well. Um, it, it's, it actually fills up the space a little bit more, but it's a nice way to show a, a cut across between uh, sections of data. But um, yeah, 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 yeah. There, there has been a little bit of a spike in them recently, for sure. Maybe I'll have to do a, a Deneb waffle chart. Just, just, right? just, just because, right? I think, I mean, honestly, you could... Could turn a matrix table into that, just a little bit yeah. of its conditional formatting, and uh, you'd probably just need like a ten by ten or a five by uh, five grid. Yeah, uh, that's that's a long link. Um, nope, that does that even. I tried to do a yeah, link right to the uh, wa waffle chart so people can see what that is, but you got to try and find a waffle chart inside a Pokemon uh, Pokemon report. <laughs> <laughs> right there, you go. We got to make make one on the fly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's very uh, guy in the cube style. No, all good, mate. Do you need to do? Um, but yeah, it's just something that I've seen kind of uh, pop up, and I thought it was a strange thing. But you do, um, as you said yourself, your your focus or the focus that I see on your your channel and the work you do is, is kind of like design based. Is would would you agree with that, or am I very wrong? Uh, I, I will. Yeah, like a lot of it is uh, primarily design based. And just as a quick uh, for mention. Uh, mark me as a moderator on the, the the YouTube chat, and then what I can do is I can share links because I realize uh, like I'm yeah yeah so I'm it, very bad YouTube's at that. YouTube's very yeah. YouTube's very aggressive at not letting uh, general chat people do those. But once uh, like I, I think said, you're now there... a moderator. All right, <clears throat> let's see if that uh... okay. There we go. Excellent. So that's uh, just for people wanting to know what a waffle chart is. There's some good examples of that. Let's do that in the um, future. You know, I made yeah. someone a moderator two weeks ago, then I accidentally blocked them. It was just a stupid thing. <laughs> oh, no. There you go. Please. Just like, sorry, Continue. mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so I was doing a moderator. Bye. The, uh, I've just like getting started in this years ago, it was something like I kind of just fell into. I like design, and then people just started to ask me more and more for advice. So mm -hmm. I kind of just continued to double down on it. But it's also something I think a lot less people do in the design space um, yeah. in overall the ecosystem. So it was a, more of a niche that I could. Isolate myself out onto like I'm. I'm not going to try to be a DAC specialist. I you just nobody can or should even attempt to touch Marco or Alberto. They're they're just they are the people for that. You know, like I I'll, I'll occasionally do some tips or tricks or just because they're they're somewhat advanced. Like if there's a way I want to explain something really simply, yeah. Usually with a if you want to learn more, here's some articles to SQL BI that <laughs> that can do a deeper dive. Uh, data modeling almost everyone does. So it's all those things like all right, what can I help to stand myself out and <clears throat> there's a lot less people doing aesthetics and hmm. report hacks and tips and tricks. So that's kind of why I've continued to lean in on that. And it, it's fun. You know, it's the artistic side of your brain versus the analytical. And it's kind of a nice way to play in, in both universes, so to speak. So that's, that's kind of why I've continued to, to hmm. focus on that uh, as the, the brand, so to speak. No, I completely agree. I think it's, it's very, um, it's really fun and to do with the, the visual side. And as, as you said, I mean, I was, uh, again, speaking today, I think we was someone about, um, Power BI and, and YouTube and all that kind of stuff. And my my issue, or suppose my my reluctance to kind of get started earlier, was um, really because of what I can add, right? 
if you if you haven't made a single YouTube video, I'm always like, okay, what is there no YouTube videos about when it comes power BI? I'm like, oh, nothing. There's something there like that's just it's pretty much impossible to find some a video that hasn't been done already is what I'm saying. So I was wanting to kind of find my yeah, space yeah. and and wanting to like fit in, and so I just kind of started making videos, started doing this, and I kind of now accidentally though in no way negatively falling into a very Deneb focused, you know, simply because it was like, I'll just make a video about what's interesting me at the time. But with the Deneb stuff as well, there aren't that much, there isn't that much content Deneb related. There's some, of course, there's like <laughs> sure, some sure. great stuff kicking. I'm not saying the only one, by no means am I. However, there's, I would say there's fewer people who focus on that because it's, it's like, it's like one visualization of Power BI, right? And I said to my friend, I say, I think I've kind of accidentally stunted the growth of my of my YouTube channel accidentally by kind of focusing focusing in on a niche within a niche. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what, but it's good fun, right? I mean, you do it, you like it, and it's um, yep, that's what it is. Well, there there's a bit of both when it comes to the like the topics that you choose. I mean, I you're talking to Adam Saxton um, over the years, like it's a little different now with premium per user, but like the stats show, like as soon as you talk about premium, you lose like 80% of your viewership for that video immediately. Oh, wow. they just really? be, Because there's there's so, mm. so, like, think about the entire population of people who use Power BI. Think about how many people people you were using premium capacity before we had premium yeah. per user. Very small percentage. That's just true. because it, you know, <clears throat> you have to have a large enterprise company to need that, and most companies mm. aren't that big. So th there's a degree of, like, yes, you want to make certain videos on certain topics, but to a degree, and, like, how many of those do you want to make that's just because you like it versus... How many videos do you want to make that also are helping your channel grow and actually mm. getting view counts and everything? And you know, live streams. Uh, as I've talked, like I love doing them. It it's it has very little impact, honestly, on actually uh, getting your channel to grow. Like you know, it yeah. shows on the you know the YouTube analytics, like how many new subscribers come from them. It's yeah. pretty much nothing. I get like one or two. Most of them come from people watching my YouTube videos. So mm. uh, I do them because it's fun, but it, it's definitely not a it's not a growth avenue. Uh, really, yeah. it you know it uh, is a place where I can show that I've had a bunch of people that come on mm. and have done streams with me on, on lots of topics. Uh, but I, it's, it's kind of like a fine, it's, it's a, there's a lot of tuning to kind of figure out the exact topics. And years ago when I was actually doing blogs at Power Pivot Pro, uh, I used to blog for them. Then I ran, ran the blog for about a year or so. But Rob uh, had a kind of a mention of there's, there's two primary things that you want to aim for is you either want the hot topic, which is Report page toolchips just comes out. Like, that's a hot topic. Mm. Everybody's going to want to Google this. Or do you have the slow burner, which is the, um, the thing that has the SEO. And, like, for years and years, people are going to be Googling something. And that's going to be, like, a video topic that comes up. The perfect mm. world is you have both. You have something that is hot and, uh, and will burn for a long time. Um, <laughs> and then I think the only other requirement is just make sure it is providing something new. Is it something mm. that hasn't been done before? Or if it has been done, is there at least a spin on it that is giving new information? The way mm. you, in the, a video, is it the way that you're teaching it? Is, mm. uh, you know, it, it might, like, I just did a video on how to make a calendar table. There's a thousand nice. of them up for the, uh, on there already, I had to do that. But there's a couple little techniques on certain columns that I make that are, yeah. I'd say, like, uh, unique to how I like to build it. I also think the order and the way I explain it is is different. So it still has some value because it's a different way to, to show it. And mm. anytime I ever have anything I was inspired from, I always make sure to like, oh, by the way, check out this, you know, link that I, mm. I got this from. I saw this article that inspired me to do this, but go check out the source of, you know, my inspiration. But I also think it doesn't really matter in spite of what I said before, which is just more like me being in my head. It doesn't yeah. matter. If you do a video, that's pretty much 
you know, very similar to someone else's. Sometimes it's just someone else explaining it, you know, like they take a, a longer pause here or they say a certain number of words or different sure. words that makes you understand a concept. So I was by no, uh, no means like knocking the fact that you can have like, you know, two or three or, you know, 400, whatever, who cares, different videos on a subject because it's just you doing what you want to do, right? Yeah. And this is the thing, as, as you say, with the visual aspect, which you, you enjoy so much. Um, with the the the, the aesthetic, as you as you um, talking about with the Power BI, this is something that's kind of discussed quite often. Also, I mentioned this with um, Chris, who I think is in the, in the chat now, um, a couple of weeks ago regarding the visual aspect of Power BI. Is this something that you kind of, do you have like a, a long wish list or a, wish, a, a list of, yeah. <laughs> okay, immediately nodding. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to share some of that list? <laughs> very, very long. I mean, like some of those legit are probably a bit, been sitting on the bottom of the queue for like two to three years uh but i mean every time i have any idea just like ooh, that's a fun idea like it, it just goes down like mm. i probably have 30 ideas on there that just because there's a continuously mm. stream of newer ones that come out mm. uh i'll never run out of something like if at any point i just need to like do a video in three hours i'll look on the list like okay cool throw throw a quick file together i i basically take one of my templates from my other videos delete everything mm. you know put the new chart or whatever little thing is in there record it edit it okay. throw it up but i have a very long running list and, and my thing is that I, I have a access to like trello for my phone and okay. the, the second that i ever have an idea i'll either do a voice to speech and like remind me to put down blah blah idea later on trello or i always basically take a note immediately if i think about it just because uh that like my one my adhd brain will forget it immediately uh <laughs> and two the it's that that's how I collect those is like even the smallest little idea like and, and a lot of them I tested out it, it nope this actually is this isn't going to work I thought mm. this would but uh that's the way I would say to do it is that you you mm. eventually just train yourself to to notice those thoughts that like okay this is I thought of kind of an interesting little workaround for this mm. wait would that be something other people would find useful let's mm. let me write that down and I'll explore that later um but yeah I, I just start taking down notes and it's all those that's times cool. where I would say there is a there's not a direct path for something. I have to do like some type of uh, interesting little side path. Those are those, anytime I have one of those thought processes for mm. implementing something in Power BI, that's when it, that basically tells me this is an idea and I should write it down and consider making a video out of that. Um, yeah. Sometimes I get suggestions from videos. Like uh, <clears throat> I've done a couple of videos now where a comment on another video of like, have you thought of this? I will mm. actually put that comment onto my new video now. And like, by the way, I was inspired by, you know, Greg or whomever said that yeah. this new video was inspired from that. So I, I collect That's all cool. of those and I think I maybe have 60 something things written down. I have a long list of, of stuff to do. It's a good, I mean, I'm agree. I'm, I'm with Chris in this one. I, forget 90% of potential content for sure. It's yeah. like a thought. I'm like, oh, that's good. And then will I remember that tomorrow? Knowing for a fact that I won't because I literally never do. And I'm still like, yeah, yeah, I'll remember that for tomorrow. And then it's just gone. The classic is also uh, lying in bed, having an idea and then falling asleep. And then you also wake up oh, and yeah. it's gone. This is, this is just so how it I is. I want to see if you can actually, uh, let's see if I can angle this just enough. See, so do you see like the 118 scheduled tasks that I have? Yeah. I mean, my entire <laughs> life goes into to, to my notes. Um, like, because I, I'm really good at time-based reminders. So pretty mm. much every day at like 10 noon or whatever, 
my phone will buzz like with a pop up like remember to do this thing. But mm. I basically dictate everything. Like if I'm out with a friend and oh, that's right, I have to pick up my laundry tomorrow. I'll just one sec. Hey Siri, remind me to do blank tomorrow at 10 a.m. and it goes in as a reminder because I, I need some type of like mm. alert to tell me to do something at certain times. So everything goes to a date and a time to schedule back to me because yeah. my squirrel brain forgets literally everything. So my, <laughs> I, I unfortunately have to live and die by my reminders in my calendar. But I found that my phone's the easiest way to do it because I can just talk to my watch or talk to my phone and say, do something at this day and time. Yeah. And it's, and it's always there, right? It's always there to be communicated. Yeah. I mean, in worst case, if it pops up, like, oh, I, I don't have time today. Like, I, probably at like 11 o'clock tomorrow. So I just edit it, you know, mm. change the time and it, I kick the can down the road. And sometimes that might be like two to three weeks of doing that, but at least it, mm. you know, it doesn't go away. So it's, uh, Absolutely. It can be a little stressful sometimes, but at least it, it lets me probably be a lot more organized than I otherwise could be. And um, I generally don't drop the ball on anyone because mm -hmm. I, I make sure that those things are written down to some capacity. That's the thing. It's not so much forgetting my stuff. It's forgetting someone else's stuff. If I get something, it was like, that's the yeah. worst, right? I just feel, and I can't get over my guilt, <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, this is this is what happened. I mean, I still haven't gotten over the fact that I missed a, missed a user group like a year ago. I'll, I'll be apologizing for that one forever. Um, it's just, it was, a, it was a classic midnight mix up and midnight, midnight with the date. Cause for my time oh, it was midnight yeah. and it just is, it is, it is what it is. Um, thank you for these comments that I made, by the way, saying about, oh, I was clicked on the wrong one. <laughs> and there, there are usually. a couple of things Very that, uh, that are annoying too with scheduling stuff. Cause like, I mean, I have to manage my live streams and, and schedule upcoming ones. So hmm. Outlook lovingly has an option to pick your time zone and your time it's very That's easy true. to like i can be in istanbul and i can still say i know this is supposed to be 9 a.m seattle i don't have to mm. do any conversion i just set it to 9 a.m and it puts it to mm. my local time squarespace and youtube which is youtube is where i have to put the scheduled stream and squarespace is where i put the blog release they mm. are anchored to local time there's no way to put time zone so i i, no I have to normally what i do because i've made this mistake twice now where I accidentally scheduled the stream for the wrong date and time. Um, so I, I put it in where I think is the correct one, but then I have to put a separate reminder on my phone to tell me when I land back in the US to double check to make sure I didn't screw up those. Uh, just because I, you know, it, it seems like one of those obvious things where with any time you have an enterprise tool that allows you to schedule times for an event, there should be a way to pick time zone for that, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is it's very basic stuff. I mean, this, but this, there's so many things like that that can't deal very well with people who, you know, exist in, you know, one or exist in two different places. Picking time zone is a classic one. For me, the issue with windows and languages drives me crazy. Being an English person who lives in Germany sometimes drives me nuts because it's all very fine to set up, you know, like English and then German keyboard because obviously the keys in different places. Um, yeah. All this type of stuff. Like the classic is when someone first moved to Germany trying to get them to try and find the at key. Can't do it because it's like it's on the it's on the queue. Oh, and you gotta, so it's not on the two. No, and you got to press like I don't know what it's called in English to be honest. It's got it's like Steuerung, so Control Shift or something. I can't remember the button is. It's like okay. when you first move here, it's just like where the hell is the is the app button and yeah, all this kind of stuff. And then you know you um I, I brought got my new work computer and everything was set up perfectly as it was. 
English where it should be. And then I opened my browser and then my browser, even though it was saying it was using Windows settings, everything was open in German, which is fine because obviously I can speak German, I can read German, but sometimes when you just want to like let your brain melt and just do something easily, you want to do it in your own language, right? And it's just this complexity of global, I mean, Chris, the, the challenge of global jet set social media influences. I'm like, there's like, yeah, those as well. But for me, I'm just like a 39 year old dude who's sitting at home at my computer, <laughs> I'm a computer, you know? Um, but yeah, the, uh, the social media influences as well. My heart always goes off. Actually, I always, when I think of social media influences, this is a really random comment. I'm sorry. It reminds me of like early pandemic. There was yeah. a social media influencer in the UK. I'm not sure if you saw this video, it went a little bit viral. I think it was a, an influencer who was demanding to be, uh, let travel to, um, I think it was Dubai because she was, she was like, she was a social media influencer. And she's like, I'm influencer. Okay. If, if I don't go and show people what it's like, they'll never know and all this type of stuff. And it was like peak pandemic. Like people, you know, I mean, like, you know, yeah. not nice things happen to the families. People couldn't get to the, their loved ones. And it was like, no, let me go to, to Dubai because I'm an influencer. I was like, yeah, that's a good one. Those okay. are the same people who email hotels and stuff like, excuse me, can I stay for free? Uh, like I, I'll totally share lots of pictures and give you guys a nice rating on on my feed. Yeah. I, I have a thousand followers. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> it's like no, 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 no. come on. No. You're, a, you're not even an actual influencer. Yeah. An influencer in two thousand one, maybe. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm uh, hoping that just yeah. that word exit the vernacular at some point. Like YOLO, YOLO was a thing for a while. Nobody says YOLO anymore. I'm I'm hoping influencer goes away as well. It's just it leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I love. I think. I think. Um, I hope influencer goes away. It can be applied to so many things, just life in general, certain industries. Yeah. But yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, it's got that way. Anyway, I, yeah, back to yeah. power. Back to power. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, if there was one thing that affects you on your day-to-day -day work more than anything that you wish that it was there. What is it? So is it something that's not there that I wish was or something yes. that is there that I wish? Okay. Then, um, oh, both actually. If you, if something uh, that is there that you wish was different, that would also be. I mean, there, there is one, one thing that I've started to integrate recently that I'm trying to actually add into my uh, daily schedule is I, I hired a, a company that does virtual assistants. Cause I, okay. I realized month over month, like my work, the amount of build hours has been going down. And like, I had kind of like a month that I thought would be really easy mm. and I was still pretty much working eight hours a day. And like, Oh, there's so many like office and admin tasks that I'm doing for business mm. development. And just, I, I could list like 40 things that, you know, part of running a company, like I really just, I need to, to hire someone to just help me with all these things. So they're not, mm. they're not complicated. They're just time consuming. Like mm. even everything with just, making the thumbnails, scheduling the, the, all, all the, all the stuff with channels and mm. blog posts and this. So that's, that is something that I have wanted to be there that I'm trying to, to make it happen. And I'm, I'm training someone up to, to do all of that, but I'm hoping to be able to hand off like 20 or 30 hours a month of this kind of back end work to uh, mm. free myself up to, you know, be able either do build work or be more creative with the mm. business. Um, yeah, I should, I should be, that, I, I, yeah. I was go. I meant more like, like power I feature, to be honest. That's oh, more, I should, okay, gotcha. I should have been more specific. I'm not, I'm not such a trained interviewer, such as yourself, Rita. I have yeah. even more precise for my questions, you know, but the good answer okay. anyway, I'll take that. Sure. <laughs> like, so for, for power BI, let's, let's see. When you drink, yeah. I'll give an example of mine, right? So mine, for okay. example, I, I refuse to admit that Power BI has been updated until the feature that gets added is the ability to remove drill through pages to front page navigation, for example. Yes, you mentioned that. And I will, the, I will the other day. I'll, 
Yeah, and I'll never stop saying that Power BI is, has been updated until that exists because it really frustrates I've, me. I found one workaround for it that, that does work is you, uh, you create a bookmark read page that you want to go to, you name it, mm -hmm. you folder it, and then you assign uh, bookmarks as the, as the uh, bookmark navigator. And then that, mm -hmm. that, that lets you create a custom set of, yeah. uh, of of navigation buttons with the correct page names, but filtered to only the pages you want to go to, ignoring the drill through pages. So they're yeah. they're because uh, I, I was with a client the other day with that exact like how do I get rid of the bookmark mm. uh, or how do I get rid of the drill through pages? Like you technically can't yet, but yeah. here is one solution: is you basically create but you have four pages, create four bookmarks, configure them, name them, and then uh, put them into a group, and then assign mm. said group to the na uh, bookmark navigator. So it's like, it's like using the you're using the bookmark navigator instead of the page navigator, essentially, right? It's like a, yeah, 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 because like th that was the only way previously to go to a page is you create exactly. a bookmark, turned everything off except for current page. Uh, yeah. So it, it's not it's not the best solution. It, so it's still feasible. It's just a lot of extra steps to implement. Yeah, which is frustrating because they did so much. Like you know, as you said before, you could only do the 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 page navigation through buttons, and that changed. You could do like the actual page navigation yep. normally, and then they brought two awesome features. And for me, it's so close. And I've said this so many times, but it's so close, and it just. Anytime where I can, if you're using a workaround, we all use workarounds and that this is great. And it's, it's sometimes really good fun, but sometimes you want them just to just be away. That should just be the way, right? Yeah. Well, as anyway, the, as there were some dis internal discussions recently uh, with some MVPs, as, as I like to phrase it, is there, there is a certain degree of job security <laughs> that sometimes this software builds in for this uh, community. Which is nice. It's like <laughs> I, in a perfect world, I would love a lot of these features to to, to be implemented. But when they aren't implemented well, uh, you know that that gives us options to create videos that, like, hey, if, if you needed, <laughs> you know, like I actually had like one of my notes on my long list of, of actual videos to do is hmm. how to remove bookmarks from the page navigation, and like I actually will eventually release a video on that because that is a workaround that True. works, but people might not realize hmm. it. Uh, so there, hmm. so at least for, for now, is there. It creates uh, um, some extra uh, merit for experts out there to provide some solutions for the users. But my, my end goal will always be to make things simpler. Uh, I think for me, one of the biggest things that I want is <clears throat> every configuration for a page or visual that I can edit. So those are basically like the, the font, mm. the font size, the mm. font um, color, basically any attribute that I as the developer can edit, I want to a way to have like an f of x button next to it so like i i want that yeah. everywhere yeah. Like, yeah. I, you know i want to be able to have a measure that says based off of a condition i want this this single value card at the top to increase by 10 points you know i want mm. the font size to get bigger you know to call it out like it not only changes color but it like it zooms in a little bit because this yeah. is a bad number now or something so absolutely like, that that's my end goal it's just basically just imagine any attribute as long as i can go and edit that by a pick list or by entering entering a number or a color there should be a way to, to anchor it to a, a field value in the model that basically mm. gives it that information. I, and I think that is the long-term goal uh, for it. It's, it's going to be a few mm. years, but there should be no reason why I can't intelligently or dynamically change basically any of those attributes. And that I would even go as far as I want to be able to have the theme dynamically change. You know, that, to yeah, that's... Any of the, the, yeah, I would love the theme to be yeah, a good list where they could just like basically light and dark mode kind of. Yeah. Um, scenario for that, uh, the the page background color, like mm. all of that stuff, I want to be able to uh, to toggle because I think it will drastically open up the art of possible on 
really cool like interactive dynamic ways that the reports can change is uh, people it, it would be very cool people interact with it yeah yeah and it's i mean actually interesting enough i think this i, I made a video a, a while back about you know changing theme not really changing theme but using slices to change the colors across and yeah. actually when i was making that video i i think i was halfway through making it and i realized there was no way to um well there was no of this fx but you couldn't conditionally change the page background yeah, I was like, I was like, really can't do that. Damn it! So I had to come up with like some horrible hack, like put a shape in the background, like a big rectangle. So it's horrible, but it'll, you know, what I mean, because there's no way to. I mean, there wasn't yeah. then. Is there still? No, I think there still isn't. To damn it, um, to basically conditionally change the page background, it's just not. Uh, well, the wallpaper, whatever, can't be done. And actually, yeah, you're right. I think I heard a while ago when they first started putting a lot of. F, I mean, they did do a lot of the whole um, the FX buttons. A lot, but I also heard that they were kind of planning to do on everything, but it's still a long way from there. And it would be great because you mentioned you're not know, changing colors, obviously, you know, like you know, colorblind themes. And even if you could just dynamically change um, font size, could also be a thing for people. If you're ch if you're changing, if you're going to review a report, you view most most of your reports like on the screen on, on your on your work screen, you know, on your on your on your on your monitor. But if you're presenting something, kind of nice to be able to kind of like switch font size to dynamically and say, okay, we're showing this on a big screen. Let's switch to 60, you know, whatever. Well, like okay. just, just th think about this too, is like you could actually, because often like access labels might have a different number than like the title or anything mm -hmm. else on, on the page. But if you had like a what if slicer with a slider on there that just mm -hmm. let, let's assume there's like, you know, zero is the default and you basically do like a plus one plus two, all you have to do is have all a measure it takes whatever the default font size is for everything plus, plus that, yeah. the, that, that number. So that way they can, they don't have to be the exact same size, but you can basically increment up or down. Like a 12-point exactly. font becomes 13, 25 becomes 26. But they can just simply slide back and forth and just mm. dynamically increase or de decrease the font on everything on the page. And I think yeah. that would be a that would be a really cool uh, design option for individuals on mobile. Or cool. Maybe they have a smaller laptop and they can zoom without having to like actually zoom in on a section of the chart. Yeah. I expect to see that video soon from you, mate. As, as soon as that becomes available, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a basic number, and yeah, I, I, I'm imagining that will it will definitely come at some point. I just don't know when. Yeah, the ability to use a slice that to change like figures. I think a lot of CEOs would like to have that to be able to change like the, the net, net sales. Maybe now oh, these net sales are too low. Let's move this slice and make them bigger. There you go. I've got more net sales now because my slice has said so. You know, add. Yep. So I think my dog just went crazy then. Um, not sure if you heard that. It's a bit of a dog going mental in the background. Um, normally my family are here, but my family are away in Italy at the moment. So there's no one to calm my dog down. So he's just going to go crazy there for a little bit. Yeah, no all, all good. All good. But yeah, actually, that would be cool. It would be a nice uh, kind of like added feature to have. all that. But there's, I mean, there are lots of them and it's a typical thing where, you know, are they going to get to them all or are they going to get to the one that you, that you are really, really focused on. Like, for example, the one I'm focused on with the drill through page, apparently that's not on the development plan until the end of the year. So, or it's not basically, it's not on this year at all, I should say. So um, yeah. I'll have to wait and do our beautiful workarounds, mate. Yeah, I mean, well, like I said, that might be a video in six to eight weeks that comes out on my channel, so. I'll just, I'll follow the steps, I promise. There oh, you go. Flex, shut up. Sorry, I'm trying to try and wait dog to be quiet. Smart dog if he understands that. Sometimes he just hears my voice, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like with my family, like with my wife, he loves my wife. Like seriously, he's like never apart from her. He's like, where my wife is, that's where he is. And the kids as well, he'll play with them. 
give them the odd bite if yep. they kind of go too far, which is what dogs do with kids. Fair enough. So nothing, you know, nothing crazy, but just like the odd, like stop it. Um, but with me, we have a strange relationship because are we, of course he's my dog, love him very much. However, when I walk into a room, he just, you know, like changes behavior completely because I'm the only one who like tells him off. I'm the only one who says stop or says no. So you're, you're the authority. Yeah. Only over the dog. You understand, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, that, so, he's, he's your, he is your domain. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, as soon as I leave the room, he's, he's, he, um, he, um, of course, completely ignores me and goes back to doing what he was doing. <laughs> Sorry. Alpha male. Yeah, totally. It's, it's a small dachshund, by the way. So it's not like it's a huge German shepherd. So it's a, um, oops, I'll do that. So like, uh, I'm the alpha male, if you want to call it, over this tiny little dog that kind of, uh, and also doesn't feel that way when he, when he gets so excited that he kind of, uh, jumps up and as he's, barking and getting excited and wants to play and then gets so excited that he does a pee-pee on me. Doesn't really feel that alpha in, in those situations, but what are you going to do? That's uh, just dogs being dogs, right? Or at least my exactly. dog being my dog, not all dogs. L it's little dogs definitely are, are a little barkier uh, on average. <laughs> yes, they are. We got him because he was a perfect apartment dog. And then like a month later, we moved into a house. So <laughs> he, could, he, could, he couldn't walk up the stairs for the first month. He's too small. Oh, so, no. Yeah, it was like, we have to carry this dog up the stairs every single time. I had to literally... You got to build like, you got to get one of those little dog ramps. So you can just lay it. It's like you you lay it down on, on the stair in the corner so they can just have a little ramp to walk up. <laughs> Class. Or something that we can both have is a, um, a standard chairlift, whatever you call them. These like chairlifts that you have for the... For the oh, old, yeah, yeah, for the... Grandma, for the grandpa. They, they, they slowly just work their way up. Yeah. Absolutely. And then, then the entire family could use it and the kids could break it within a minute and a half. It'd be fantastic stuff. Oh, man. Anyway, mate, it's been, I didn't realize, sorry, it's five to nine and I said it would only take 45 <laughs> minutes. I do apologize for going over the time. No worries. Yeah. No, the conversation. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. We, we did, we spoke about Pi Bay a little bit, right? Mostly Pokemon and Taco Bell, but I think, you know. There were Pokemon, Taco Bell, uh, British and American TV shows, uh, some, some Power BI in there, um, business things we like, like, I, I think we kind of like, you know, it was, it was a good little roller coaster in and out of it. You know, we, we yeah. kept um, dipping our toes in, in the conversation. Yeah, this is great. Exactly how it should be. All right. Um, let's leave it at that. I had a really good time. Mate, thank you so much for joining. It's much appreciated. Uh, I know you're a yeah, this busy is person. Blast. Thank you. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, everyone in the chat asking questions, getting involved. Always good fun. Thank you so much. I shall be back next Thursday, and I will be speaking to Azure McFarlane all about Power Automate on that day because I um, love me a little yeah. bit of Power Automate sometimes, right? Um, cool. So I shall see you all next Thursday. Reed, I shall see you soon. And um, thank you very much. Goodbye. Cheers, everyone.